Welcome to the Financial Leverage Point, hosted by John Iannucci, founder and CEO of ILG Private Wealth. In this podcast, we dive deep into the world of financially successful families. We offer candid advice on how to navigate the maze of strategies and products designed to protect, grow, and transition your wealth to your family, friends, and the causes you care deeply about. Join John and his guest experts as they unveil the crucial elements of comprehensive tax, estate, business succession, and financial planning. Strategies designed to give you sleep through the night confidence while maintaining a steady flow of wealth for you and your heirs. When tornado, flash flood, or hurricane warnings are issued, you pay attention. But what about warnings of possible financial storms? In this episode, your host, Johnny Anucci, identifies several situations you might want to watch. I'm Patrice Sicora. John, we're talking the big six financial storms. Yes, ma'am. That does sound pretty ominous. So tell me what you mean. Well, you know, Patrice, let me give you another storm warning here. This may turn out to be an angry advisor episode because this is something that I think really gets me pretty excited because candidly, this is incredibly important to successful families around the United States. You know, as a multifamily office, we're constantly studying and tracking trends well beyond just the stock market and how they may impact a successful family's wealth their ability to protect their wealth and their ability to maintain and grow that wealth across multiple generations. We're confident that we've identified six specific financial storms that they should be very concerned about. Now, these are, these are storms that you're concerned about right now. Tell me what you find so troubling. Okay. So these are storms both currently and on, on the verge of happening. We just like storm clouds that you see before, a very large storm comes into the area. That's what we're seeing right now. We won't have time, obviously, to dig into the details of each of the storms, but we'll have a special offer for our listeners at the end of the podcast. But let's begin with what I think is the most significant financial storm, and that's historic federal government overspending. Hmm. What's so disconcerting about that is that for the first time since World War II, In 2020, the federal government spent almost twice, that's twice what they took in in revenue. And their overspending didn't stop in 2021. Over that two-year period, the federal government actually spent $5.9 trillion more than they received in revenue. Now, is part of this related to COVID? Well, that's a very good question. Part of it is related to COVID. When COVID was really, when we were beginning to understand how important COVID was and how it was impacting the economy, in around April of 2020, the federal government started pushing billions of dollars into into the stock market to support it. I think that the federal government was concerned that we could see potentially a collapse of the stock market and ultimately the U.S. economy. And so there, without question, that at one point, some portion of that $5.9 trillion was the artificial pumping of cash into the stock market to prevent it from collapsing. Okay. All right. They've overspent. Where are they they overspent. The money? Where are they going to get the money from? I mean, I, I can't overspend like that. Right. You can't. No. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure you, you recently recall hearing about 
how the federal government was arguing and was on the verge of shutting down unless Congress approved an increase in the debt ceiling. Essentially, Congress was forced to approve a deal to raise the government's borrowing limit. When, when the government doesn't have enough revenue to support its expenditures, it has to borrow. And they do that to prevent a potentially catastrophic default on U.S. debt repayments. So the national debt is the total amount of outstanding borrowings by the U.S. federal government. And when they borrow money to pay its bills because of its ongoing operations, when that can't be funded by federal revenue alone, the U.S. Treasury Department creates and sells securities. And those securities are the debt that's owed by the federal government. And they come in different types of treasury, debt, bills, notes, and bonds are the most common ones. The various types of debt differ primarily in when they're scheduled to mature. It may range from a few days to 30 years and vary based upon how much interest they'll actually pay on those borrowings. All right. So they're actually borrowing money by issuing securities to the U.S. public. So I buy a treasury and I buy it for right. oh three years, let's say. Right, right. Um, where do they get the money to pay me back? <laughs> with the interest, by the way. Right, with interest. Right. That's a really great, great question. So let me answer that question with a question. Where would you think that the federal government <laughs> generates the funds required to pay off that debt? Oh, dear. I think I know this answer. And right. it's taxes. <laughs> exactly. Bingo. And I think you already know which taxpayers are the target for those increased taxes. But just in case, let me give you a little hint. In 1980, the top 10% of income earners in the United States paid 49% of the total taxes collected that year. In 1990, they paid approximately 55% of the taxes collected. So the top 10% of earners paid 55% of the total tax collected in 1990. In 2000, the top 10% paid for 66% of the total taxes collected. And then most recently, what we found is that the top 10% paid taxes amounting to 71% of the total taxes collected. All right, that sounds a little out of balance, but hey, it's the top 10%, John. I mean- right. Who's, right. Who's in the top 10%? Yeah. You know, well, that's what everybody thinks, it? you know. And most people think that those 10%, that top 10% must be making an enormous amount of income. And so how much do you think you have to earn annually to be in the top 10% of taxpayers in the United States? Well, this thinking just top 10%, I would think mm -hmm. it has to be six, seven figures, seven figures. Right. Right. Very good guess. But the entry point to being in the top 10% in annual income, by the way, for joint filers as well, husband and wives combined, is $152,000 annually. And you know as well as I that in some areas of this country, that right. is nothing. Right. That is nothing. Right. Precisely. And to make things worse, our current marginal income tax brackets are near historic lows, believe it or not. You know, the, the current marginal tax bracket tops out at about 37%. And by marginal tax bracket, what we're saying is, in the United States, we have a graduated tax rate. The more money you make, the higher your marginal or highest tax bracket is. And right now, the current marginal, the highest tax bracket, tops out at about 37%. So that means for every dollar you earn at the top bracket, you pay 37 cents to the federal government. Hmm. But did you know that that top tax bracket 
is actually substantially lower than it's been in the past. In 1960, the top tax bracket was 91%. In 1970, it was 72%. In 1980, it was 70%. So if we understand that the primary source of revenue for federal government is federal income tax or various taxes that the federal government collects, including death taxes, in order to pay for this historic overspending in national debt, you know, the question becomes, how high do you think your tax rates will go in the future? The current marginal tax rate could double, and we still would not be at historic highs. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we have a tax adjustment coming in 2026, is it? 2025, actually. Yeah, it's the okay. sunset right. of the federal state tax exemption. That's correct. So currently, you know, successful people have about slightly less than $13 million of exemption from federal death tax. So with a husband and wife, it's two times that amount. So that really eliminates many families from having to pay for a federal state tax when they pass. But that $13 million exemption is scheduled to lapse. That legislation is scheduled to go back to original legislation. And actually, there's some discussion right now about what it will go back to. Will it go back to $3 million per taxpayer? Will it go to $5 million per taxpayer? So it seems right now that the consensus is that it will be somewhere between 4 and $6 million. So it will certainly be cut in half. And I think what most people don't realize is that we probably know more people than you think that have more than six, seven, ten million million net worth when you include in that value, the value of a closely held business, mm -hmm. right? The Internal Revenue Service, when you die, will value your business for you and determine how much that business is worth for federal state tax purposes. So, you know, there was a book that was written that was very famous called The Millionaire Next Door, I believe. And it talks about how many people have more net worth than you understand or recognize. They don't live like they do. They're, they're not extravagant because they have a business where the business is worth substantially more than they have in cash flow coming out of that business. So a reduction in that federal death tax could be very, very important to most of our successful families. We only die once. So what do you do before that? How do you, how do you help right. families before right. that, John? You know, it's, it, in our opinion, it's critically important to have as a core component to your wealth management strategy, a proactive and tactical plan of tax management, something that gets reviewed on an annual basis. Because as you can imagine, there's no single cookie cutter tax manage, management strategy that we can utilize with all of our high net worth clients. Right. Our tax management strategies are specifically designed for each high net worth family and need to be monitored regularly as their requirements change, the tax codes revised. And, you know, I think I mentioned in a prior podcast that FINRA, the organization tasked with managing broker dealers and making certain that people's investments are safe, has said that the greatest single threat to a successful re retirement is not market volatility, it's actually taxation. So you can see how critically important it is to have a tactically actively managed tax management strategy taking place as a part of your overall wealth and estate plan. Have you seen a uniform movement within your, your profession to 
help with these strategies or, or is it simply a, a one-off you and your clients? Yeah. You know, sadly, Patrice, I, there, I have not seen that. I haven't witnessed that, but I think there's a reason for that. What we find is in fact, broker dealers are prohibited from providing that type of tax advice to their clients. So you'll recall when we actually reviewed a statement from a major broker dealer with offices in almost every strip mall in America, their client statements make it clear that they cannot and do not provide tax advice to their clients. I'm sorry. To me, that is amazing. You are helping someone <laughs> amass wealth and then just saying, well, there you go. You're going to lose so much of it to taxes. I'm right. sorry. Too bad. Right. Right. And, and you know, Patrice, that's why I've said that in many respects, I think the financial services industry is a broken industry. Not only is there this ongoing dispute constantly about who's a fiduciary and who's not and who can claim to be a fiduciary, but there's kind of there's kind of this situation where they're speaking out of both sides of their mouth. They might tell you that they can give you all this great estate planning advice. You might see a broker who has some certification as an estate planning expert. When it comes down to it, with all of those weekend certifications or courses, they literally legally are not permitted to provide you with tax advice. What may be one of the most critical components of a successful retirement and estate Absolutely. plan tax advice, Absolutely. and they simply can't provide it to you. So they say they can, they talk about their designations, but really at the end of the day, their compliance office is very, very tough on making certain that they don't provide their clients with any tax advice, essentially most broker dealers are what I like to refer to as asset gatherers. Mm -hmm. It's all about grabbing more and more and more of their clients' assets and managing it. They don't have, they don't think outside the box. They don't think what's happening to their overall state plan or retirement plan by my continued gathering of assets and investing them in a particular way, managing them in a particular way. I've seen broker dealers actually continue to manage assets and investments for clients where because of the overall net worth of that client, somewhere around 45% of any gains they made was going to be paid in federal death tax ultimately when the client dies. So it's really important to be, be able to have this comprehensive wealth management strategy that includes a consideration for active tax management. So you need managing as well as planning. Exactly. Absolutely. A plan to begin with and an active management of that plan going forward. No question. All right, John, this is a uh, storm number one. What are we going to do about right. the others? Well, you know, to be candid, we could spend an entire podcast on each one of these, maybe multiple podcasts on oh. each one of these financial storms. But Patrice, like I said to you, we have a special offer for our listeners. We've actually done a special report that we're very proud of that specifically addresses the big six financial storms. And we're giving it away to our listeners without any obligation to do anything. All they need to do is contact us at wecanhelpyou.com and request a copy of our special report of the six big six financial storms. In that report, we go into great detail discussing each one of those six storms and how they can potentially impact our listeners, both the retirement and their total net worth. I really believe this is vitally important information and it's becoming more important with each passing month. So it's imperative that successful families begin implementing these tax management strategies designed to avoid and mitigate all levels of unnecessary taxation. And please recognize that I'm specifically 
saying unnecessary taxation. We're not, we're not promoting tax evasion. That's a crime. But legitimate tax planning that's designed to mitigate and avoid all unnecessary taxes is completely legal. You know, we're obligated to pay taxes that that are that we should be paying, but we're right. not obligated right. to pay more than we should be paying, although many, many of our clients have done that in the past before joining us. So it's critically important, we think, to get a plan together that avoids all of that unnecessary taxation. All right. And again, this report is no cost or obligation. Absolutely. No cost or obligation. It's a glossy, about 30-page report that we're very proud of. Very happy to send it out to everyone who who reaches out for a copy. We can even email it to them if they prefer rather than a hard copy. But uh, no cost, no obligation to get a copy of that special report. All right. One other time again, tell them how they can get this copy. Absolutely. All they have to do is log on to wecanhelpyou.com and request a copy of the special report, the big financial storm special report. You know, and you mentioned it would take a couple of podcasts to get through the other storms, but I really think we mm-hmm. should do that. I sure. Mean, I, th- it, I think that's right. Yeah, I do I, too. I, yeah, I think these financial storms are important enough that we should do a podcast on each one of them and we'll schedule those going forward. Because I think you're going to find that each one of these financial storms that are looming on the front are very important and their impact on your retirement and estate plan can be devastating if you don't plan for it. But what's really disconcerting, Patrice, is that when you combine these six financial storms, knowing that they may come together at relatively the same time, we could have that 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 set of circumstances that come together to have that perfect storm. Those six financial storms combined happening during the same period could be the perfect storm that could ruin, literally ruin folks' retirement and estate plans. Well, those of us who've been through storms like that really don't want to see that hit our finances. <laughs> you know, and Patrice, one other important part thing to remember, you know, whenever Congress passes tax laws, it's rare that they do something retroactive. They do sometimes do it retroactive three or four months prior to the law coming into effect so that you couldn't hear about what's happening and then make a change and try to squeeze that change in right. before Congress actually enacts that tax change. But what's vitally important for them to understand, our listeners to understand, is that tax legislation is prospective typically, which means that once it's in place, you can't go back and change things. So planning before any change in our tax legislation is really important. You've got to get started now before those major tax changes come through. And keep your ear to the ground to find out what they might be talking about. Exactly. Yep. Precisely. Well, John, is there anything we haven't mentioned here that you think we should? I think you've covered a lot, but one more time, tell us how people can reach you. Yep. The easiest way to reach out to me is wecanhelpyou.com. On there, not only can they get a copy of our special report for the big six financial storms, they can request a meeting with me. We can do a Zoom meeting. We can do an in-person meeting if you happen to be down here in Southwest Florida and Southwest Pennsylvania, around the Pittsburgh area. We can do a phone call, whatever they'd like. We've got some books that we're happy to give away to our listeners as well that are on there. So um, wecanhelpyou.com is a wealth of information, gives you all the different ways you can get in touch with me and actually get impor- uh, get copies of this really important information. All right. And get, of course, listeners, listen 
follow, subscribe to the podcast, whatever the platform requests, requests you to do, do it. Know when the next episode of this podcast is coming out and share with others for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Financial Leverage Point. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. To contact John, check out the show notes where you'll find his contact information and useful resources from today's episode. Once again, thank you for listening. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of John Iannucci. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.